the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. WFIL.com and on the app. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. And yes, it's windy. Very much so. Hold on to your toupees and small children and lawn furniture. It's kind of gusty and going to be that way the rest of the afternoon and evening. Beautiful day, though, overall. 60 for the high, down to 42 tonight. Tomorrow we start with sun, then clouds in the afternoon. A little chillier. Tomorrow's high, 51. Weekend, just peeking ahead a little bit. Saturday, mix of clouds and sun, high 57. For Easter Sunday, how about some sun and a high of 70? Wouldn't that be sweet? Looks like that's what we're going to experience this coming weekend. So here we are. It is Maundy Thursday, and as we get closer and closer to um, Good Friday and Easter, we're shifting things on the radio station, including this program, to be appropriate to the season and be mindful of what's going on. And so a couple of things I want to give you a quick heads up about uh, this weekend. Uh, well, starting tomorrow afternoon, this program actually going to be very uh, stripped down, kind of a, a very basic program in a good way, going to feature one song after the other and just play a soundtrack for you of sorts, comprised of a lot of songs that have to do with the life of Jesus, his death and his resurrection. So plan on listening in and just enjoying the progression of the songs. I'm not going to be talking. I'm not going to be saying anything uh, after a couple quick announcements at the beginning and at the end, right in the middle of the whole thing. going to be one long soundtrack to uh, be appropriate to Good Friday and heading into the weekend too. Over the weekend, we have a couple of special programs to let you know about. And in fact, later on this hour, I'd like to give you a clip of one of them to give you a taste of it. In fact, for, it's for Saturday. Uh, it's called Heaven, How I Got Here. It's a radio special, a two-hour drama presented by Unlocking the Bible that revolves around a fictional account of the thief on the cross in his own words as he looks back on the events of that day from the perspective of heaven. It's written by author and Bible teacher and pastor Colin Smith and voiced by a guy you might have heard of, Stephen Baldwin, a famous actor. So the whole purpose of it really is to creatively present, uh, but very clearly, the central reality of the gospel that we're saved by grace through faith. So uh, you can catch that if you want to put it on your radar for Saturday afternoon, four till six. Heaven, how I got here. It's a two hour drama radio special. I think you really enjoy. There's another one uh, presented by Focus on the Family on Sunday from three to five in conjunction with Adventures and Odyssey. A very special program that you can enjoy as part of Easter Sunday. So keep an ear out for those things. And again, later this hour, I think we'll have some time where I can give you a, a, a piece of what that Heaven, How I Got Here special will sound like for you on Saturday from 4 till 6. Uh, before that, though, very much looking forward to, in a few moments, having uh, Laura Ritchie join me. She is author of a book 
called The Easter Storybook, 40 Bible Stories Showing Who Jesus Is. It's a beautiful book. It's illustrated. It's for kids in many ways, but as is often the case, especially in Jesus' own words, uh, sometimes the most profound things come through the lessons taught to children. Now, it's not a quote-unquote simple little book kind of a thing. We'll get into that with Laura in a couple of moments, and she'll spend part of the hour with us before we give you some of that radio drama near the back end. So those are some of the things happening today, tomorrow, and over the weekend. If we have time, if you want to give a quick call just to say hello, you're allowed to do that. 800-560-WFIL is our number. 800-560-9345. There is one other thing I just want to mention to you. I've mentioned before, and we'll mention again for a little while longer. Something to do. If you're looking for something to do, what am I going to do? I'm getting a little tired of walking around the house in the same, rotating the same rooms and whatever it might be and go outside and it's a, uh, make it a little crazy. Well, hopefully this is a time that you are using well, whatever that means in your particular situation. And uh, hopefully it's a chance to support and love somebody else. There are a lot of folks who are having a very hard time with things. And I know I've heard a lot of good stories about how people are pulling together as best as they can. We have something, and we've done a lot of stuff on our website designed to help you with that. So some of it's just contesting, some fun things to do. You've heard us talk about the Philly Sports Survey, where you can enter your favorite athlete and favorite team and favorite memory. Just something to do. You might win a cool prize. We have several of those to hand out. So do that. Have fun with it. But also what you'll find is something super practical. It's called the Kindness Challenge. And yes, you could actually win $5,000 doing it and actually 5000 for a deserving national organization, including a couple that we've worked with, including Save the Children, which you often work with in the fall. But it's really simple, and it's stuff that can be done, social distancing notwithstanding. Say that three times fast. For example, you think you could send a text to a friend to encourage them. Yes, you could. So if you do that, that's one of the things on the list. Perhaps if you happen to be out on the road... I found this ironic that even though there are not a lot of people on the road, there's still some kind of crazy driving people on the road. So let the person merge in front of you. Don't make a, don't make a thing of it. That's one of the things on the list. Let someone merge in front of you, a driver merge in front of you. Perhaps you could take a moment and actually write a letter. Remember those? Uh, perhaps a thank you note to your police department or for those who are working in hospitals. Uh, somehow do something. And uh, as you do those items of kindness, you just check them off on the list. We trust you with that. It's an honor system. You get entries in the contest for all the things you check off. And uh, there are also bonus entry opportunities, too. So it's called the Kindness Challenge. Very easy to find right on our homepage near the top. Big square. You can click and go through, and you'll see everything there uh, at WFIL.com. That's where you would go for that. So that's kind of uh, one of the things to keep in mind. Of if you've, you're like, oh, I've been hearing about that, but uh, I'm probably too late to be involved. No, that's not true because uh, we're going through the end of April. Every day we're posting another act of kindness. So if you're just hearing about this for the first time, you can certainly go and quote unquote catch up. And they're not hard things to do. If you're the kind of person who likes to stay on top of everything, you can check in every day and do that thing that day. It's up to you. But the more you do, the more entries you have and potentially could win $5,000, which I don't know about you. I really wouldn't mind that a whole lot if that happened. So uh, that said, we'll take a quick break and we'll come back 
and uh, have a conversation with Laura Ritchie, author of this book, The Easter Storybook, 40 Bible Stories Showing Who Jesus Is. It's coming up in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and uh, on the WFIL app. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. It's 412 on The Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thank you for listening in today. Don't forget you can get the podcast of today and any program pretty much at WFIL.com, right in our homepage. Also, wherever you subscribe to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and TuneIn, and Spotify, and Moopify. Uh, download, subscribe, and have fun with it. And feel free to tell a friend. We love to help the program grow and be a blessing as God sees fit. And if you want to help, that's great too. Our guest today is Laura Ritchie. She wrote a book called The Easter Storybook, 40 Bible Stories Showing Who Jesus Is. And welcome her aboard at this time. Hey, Laura, how you doing? Hi, Tim. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Happy Easter in advance. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We want to talk about this book you've put together, The Easter Storybook, 40 Bible Stories Showing Who Jesus Is. It's a, it's a beautiful work. And uh, I guess I want to start off by saying... I wish I'd seen this book sooner since uh, <laughs> it's put together in a way where families can use it over a 40-day period, and we're just a few days shy of Easter. But I thought, you know what? That, should, that shouldn't stop me. We can celebrate Easter all the time. So, uh, in fact, maybe we'll consider this a running start for 2021. <laughs> At the beginning, you share a one-page note to the reader about where this book, in a lot of ways, comes from in terms of you and Jesus. Maybe share about that as a good starting point for us. Sure. So I grew up going to church. I was actually a missionary kid as well. And I, so I knew a lot about God and I knew a lot about the Bible, but I, I didn't have a very good picture of who God really is. Um, I saw God as someone who had a lot of rules that I was expected to follow. And if I did good and obey those rules, then I would be rewarded. And if I didn't follow them, then I would be punished. I, I just didn't really see God as someone who who loved me. He was more like just a taskmaster who had all these things that I was supposed to follow. So I tried really hard to follow all the rules and be a good Christian. And I was told if I was a good Christian, then I would get to go to heaven when I died. So I tried really hard. And that's just kind of my personality to want to try to do the right thing. But no matter how hard I tried, I I just couldn't follow the two biggest rules. I, I couldn't make myself love God, and I honestly couldn't love people consistently or well either. And when I was in my mid-20s, uh, after I'd had um, my, first, my first baby, I have four now, but whenever I had my oldest, and he was still pretty little, I just finally confronted the fact that no matter how hard I tried, no matter how good I was at following the rules, I couldn't be good enough. And I, I finally just had to let go of all of those years of striving and, and trying so hard. And when I when I realized that no matter what I did, I couldn't make it, that was really the first time that, that I saw Jesus for who he was. And I saw him as beautiful. And, and I wanted to love him because I knew how much he loved me. So really, that is how the first book, the Advent Storybook, and how this book, the Easter Storybook, came to be. I wanted my kids to have an accurate understanding of why Jesus came and who he is, and I wanted them to see him as as the rescuer. 
And, you know, he's the one who came because everything is broken. The world is broken and we're broken and we can't fix it on our own. And he knows that and we can't be good enough on our own. And that doesn't surprise him. Um, That's why he came and he came to make everything good and new again. Laura Ritchie is our guest, author of the Easter Storybook, 40 Bible Stories Showing Who Jesus Is. You also go on in your opening uh, part to say that the Easter Storybook, which we're talking about today, paints a picture of your beautiful rescuer, each story, adding a stroke to the portrait of the God who came to restore what was broken and find what was lost. Share, if you would, about, uh, you know, why you picked the stories that you picked. There are 40, so that's a lot. I'm sure there are more you could have put in. What led to, uh, you know, putting in what you did? Yeah. So the the first few stories are chronological. Um, so Jesus as a boy in the temple and Jesus being baptized and being tempted. And the last ones are chronological as well. Um, so, you know, the Last Supper and Jesus praying in the garden and dying and coming back to life. But the ones in the middle, um, the, the Gospels don't seem to be written chronologically. They kind of seem to be organized more by topic. And there's a man named Kenneth Bailey who pointed that out. He did a really in-depth study of Luke. And he showed that a lot of the stories are um, actually... I don't want to go into all of it because it's a little bit complicated, but they're they're topical and they they aren't necessarily organized by time. So what I ended up doing is I chose seven names of Jesus, like the Good Shepherd and the Son of Man, and I picked stories that I thought portrayed Jesus as the Good Shepherd and kind of showed what that meant and showed what it meant for Jesus to be the Son of Man. Mm. So the middle ones are organized around um, different names of Jesus, and so. You know, I have a lot of Jesus healing people from diseases and bringing people back to life. And I have a lot of parables as well, because um, the the man, Kenneth Bailey, who was a theologian and lived over in the Middle East for like 40 years, he's written a lot of really awesome books that show what those parables mean from a Middle Eastern perspective and context. And um, whenever I read his books, I just, so I, I loved I love Jesus more whenever I read them because I actually understood what he was teaching through those parables whenever you see them from the cultural context they were written in. So hmm. I have a lot of, of parables as well. Well, and the way the book is laid out, it's also, I, I would say, it's very consistent in its presentation, and it lends itself, I think, to a person enjoying the book and using the book, for lack of a better term, in a, in a consistent way over the 40 days that you've laid out here. Because I guess every section is two pages, and on the left is one kind of a, a way of presenting it, and then the, the beautiful illustration on the opposite page. And so all the way through the book, that's what people are, are are finding as they come through it. Right. Yes. Yeah, 40 stories. So it can be read during Lent, you know, the season before Easter. I know that my kids are going to want it all year round. They, they love these stories. But it's kind of a reminder. I want to make sure that we're for sure reading it, you know, every every Lent before Easter and then the Advent story that we read every year before Christmas. So it's just kind of a reminder to do that um, as a family. Laura Ritchie, our guest, author of the Easter Storybook, 40 Bible Stories Showing Who Jesus Is. If you'd like to win a copy, by the way, send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Get you in the mix, and uh, we'll look to make some winners uh, perhaps after the program. We'll give you a chance to get in the mix, though, first. So 610 uh, 500-3683. That's our text line. Go ahead and send just, you know, your uh, first and last name and the word Easter, and that'll suffice, and we'll put you in the mix for that. Back with more 
uh, conversation with Laura Ritchie on Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. It's 423 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Thank you for listening in today. Uh, Monday, Thursday today, we have Good Friday coming tomorrow, a special broadcast. Just going to play one song after the other. No talking, no nothing, just music that really paints a soundtrack for Jesus' life through his crucifixion and resurrection. So look forward to doing that tomorrow and over the weekend, some special programming. We'll talk more about later on in the program. But for now, we're glad to have Laura Ritchie uh, joining us, author of the Easter Storybook, 40 Bible Stories Showing Who Jesus Is. Each chapter has its title, a main verse, a summary kind of story, even kind of in a, you know, talking it through way of doing it and then capping it off with a question or two to take away on the back end. So it sounds like that's also a very helpful way for people to digest a, a given story. And I, w- I was curious if it was hard for you to keep it as a writer to just one page or if that actually helps you because you know, well, this is this is what I got to work with. So every everyone's got to fit this this space because some could take <laughs> two or three or four. And like, I wish I could just, could I just use a smaller font with smaller margins. <laughs> so right. was it was it hard for you to keep the stories to one page? So it, for some of the stories, it definitely was. The the first book, the Advent Storybook, a lot of those ran over one page, and so my editor helped a lot with that one. She okay. really helped me learn how to cut it back. And then by this one, we kind of knew the format that we that we needed and wanted. So I was able to keep a lot of them to one page. The, the short, just one-page length of it really helps with little ones. Yes. Um, I have... I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, an almost three-year-old, and then a three-month-old. Wow. But all three of my older ones can sit through a full story, especially because you have the illustration that you can talk about and they can look at, yeah. you know, while you're reading. Yeah. But yeah, it really helps. I wanted to make it concise and, and easy to understand for little ones. It's dedicated to all the little ones at the beginning who want to see Jesus, especially Josiah, mm-hmm. Grace, Isaiah, and Elisha, which I'm taking are your four children. Is that right? Those are my babies. Yeah. Pretty strong names there. Josiah, Grace, Isaiah, and Elisha. Yikes. I mean, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And you mentioned, uh, maybe it's a good time to mention, because uh, you referenced it, the Advent storybook for your children. I mean, that one actually you had written kind of for them. Is this the sequel they were clamoring for, or how did they tie together and maybe clarify how the Advent storybook works too? Yeah. So the Advent storybook was written first, and I definitely wrote that one just for my kids initially. And after I wrote it and we read through it, that was a couple of years ago now, I felt like God wanted me to publish it. <laughs> and hmm. um, there was, I did some research and I basically discovered that that was impossible, that there was no way. You know, I don't have a big platform. Nobody knows me. I had no way to get, you know, a literary agent. I had no way for a publisher to even be interested in me. But God miraculously worked everything out. I found an illustrator, Ian Dale, that I loved. And kind of through uh, an acquaintance of his, we got connected to Laura Derrico, who is the editor, who did such a wonderful job with these books. And she works at David C. Cook. And so she connected us to them. And kind of while all of that was happening, we had a Kickstarter to pay for the illustrations in the Advent Storybook. And the Kickstarter almost failed. (laughs) Again, nobody knows me, you know. But um, in the very last days, it uh, we met the goal, and people were incredibly generous, and God just worked everything out. So we, we had the illustrations paid for, and then David C. Cook kind of picked up all the rest and made it into a book and wow. printed the books and, and everything. And that Advent 
uh, storybook, is that, I mean, the Easter one is 40 Bible stories. Is Advent literally, I guess, you know, the days of Advent in terms of content? Uh-huh, yeah, 25 okay. days. Yeah. Yeah, but, just in December. Is that more pertaining to the Christmas story compared to how this one is could theoretically, it's about Jesus and then you could expand it year round? Is, is the Advent more Christmas themed? Yes. So the Advent storybook, my goal with that one was to show why Jesus came. So it actually starts with creation hmm. and journeys through the Old Testament. And it traces God's recurring promise to rescue us, because my my hope was to show you know my kids and other kids that Jesus is the rescuer that God promised from the very beginning, yeah. when everything shattered, you know, with Adam and Eve in the garden. Um, he's the rescuer who would come to crush evil and make everything good and new again. So let me ask you, Laura. You know, um, I'm, I'm. It's very interesting that you would have written a book, you know, just for your children or a project, if you will, for your children. Um, our, my wife and I have five children. We've homeschooled most of the time, not every year, but most kids, most years. And that's, uh-huh. that's plenty. I'm not saying, I don't know if you have homeschooled or your kids thus far, or they're younger and getting in that age, but even our biggest endeavors, I don't know that we would write a full, <laughs> a book or a manuscript <laughs> for our kids. We teach them, we go through, we get resources, we pull them together, but to actually put something together, your hope really for, um, the first one, the Advent Storybook, was just mostly to keep it in house and and help your children see something. Is that yeah? Wow, that's, that's yeah, quite a thing. It, <laughs> yeah, I I've always I've always loved books and I've always you know enjoyed writing things, but I never expected to actually you know publish anything. I just I really wanted a book that would help us understand hmm. uh, understand the meaning of Christmas. You know, like we I, my kids knew that that was when we celebrate Jesus' birth, but I wanted them to know why that mattered. Sure. And so it was kind of a journey for me to think, like I wanted to write it so that I could explain it to them, and I wanted to have something that we could read every year. Yeah. So we do homeschool. I'm also a nurse. Uh, it was a little bit. That was a very crazy time when I was trying to. Right, and publish and all of that. But okay. God worked it all out. Amen. Laura Ritchie is our guest on Tim DeMoss Show, am560wfil.com and on the WFIL app. The book, The Easter Story Book, 40 Bible Stories Showing Who Jesus Is. Out of curiosity, do your kids have an individual favorite? Yeah. So my six-year-old, his favorite is Day 11, which is Jesus Cast Out Demons. Hmm. And he, he loves how strong Jesus is in that one and how he heals the man and rescues him. My four-year-old, her favorite is Day 21, Rise and Walk. And she she loves the picture of that one. She loves the story as well, Jesus you know, healing the man who couldn't walk. But the illustration is beautiful. The sunlight streaming through the hole in the roof looks real and she just she loves that one and then my almost three-year-old he his favorite by far is day 27 and that one is jesus loves zacchaeus and we read that one every single night <laughs> i think he hasn't memorized at this point <laughs> and um the first time he saw that illustration he laughed because um zacchaeus's facial expression is so startled up in that tree yes and then um he also loves the squirrel in the tree I'm looking at it right now. That's very cool. Well, and, and you mentioned Ian Dale, who uh, who illustrated, I guess, both not only this new one, the Easter storybook, but also the Advent storybook. I'm thinking when I taught Sunday school years ago for a year with my my uh, just a, someone from church, her name is Susan, and I was more like, all right, we're not going to use the materials. Let's just sit down and have a heart to heart talk with the kids, and so mm-hmm. and, and kind of just get them to think, kind of because my goal at the time was let's get them to think and not just use something that was provided for us. And not that it's bad, but 
But after a while, she said to me, and it was good, and, and it, was, it was good. We asked some good questions, but she said to me, pulled me aside and says, you know, Tim, sometimes kids learn differently. Like, they might be visual learners. You're just, you're mostly having conversation with them, but maybe they need <laughs> to see something. It doesn't have to be the materials that the church got or whatever, but we may want to use some stuff because kids may do better if they can see something. And if people see this Easter storybook and the, the beautiful illustrations, you could almost make a case that sometimes those word, those pictures are going to be as strong as the as what you wrote. Yes, oh, definitely. And Ian Ian is such a talented illustrator. His illustrations are amazing. They're they're really detailed and they're realistic, which you don't see in a whole bunch of you know children's books. He has this really unique way of using light and shadows and all of the faces. Everybody looks different, you know, and their their expressions are you know, like what their emotions are and what the relationships are between the characters and the illustrations. And he just does an amazing job. And they really do. They bring the story to life, especially for little ones who can't, who, who, who can't read the stories yet. And it just, you know, helps them, helps them understand what, what's really going on in, in the, in the story. And I, I think that they're important, not just for kids, but for everyone, honestly, um, I've heard Sarah McKenzie, who um, does a podcast called Read Aloud Revival, but she's described illustrated books by saying it's like holding an art museum on your lap. And that's how I feel about Ian's illustrations. They just, they're beautiful and they, they really do bring the story to life and just add a whole layer of detail and depth that you wouldn't have otherwise. As you're talking there, I, I don't know if you're a fan of um, comics or whatever, but two comics I've liked over the years are Calvin and Hobbes and Dilbert. And I remember mm-hmm. uh, reading the author Scott Adams from Dilbert referenced Calvin and Hobbes' Bill Watterson at one point in uh, one of his opening pages or something and said – he readily admits the, the Calvin and Hobbes illustrations are just so cool and, and some of the flashback scenes that he has when he's stupendous man or whatever. But mm-hmm. – um, and Dilbert's are so plain. It's like single lines. It's not, but the, but, the, but the, the conversation is strong so it carries Dilbert. But Bill Watterson and Calvin and Hobbes has both great conversation mm-hmm. and great illustration. And it really does take it to another level. So I, folks can't obviously see the book that we're talking about right now. But when they do, they'll see what you're talking about. I, I saw the picture that you said your one child liked about the streaming light in um, the man who, who got to walk. It's really true. How, you, how do you draw that? <laughs> you know, I have no idea. <laughs> He's amazing. Laura, Laura Ritchie, our guest, she's author of the Easter Storybook, 40 Bible Stories Showing Who Jesus Is. If you would like to win a copy, send a quick text to 610-500-5-610-500-3683. Just put your first and last name in there and the word Easter. Forecast, cloudy the rest of the afternoon, breaks for sunshine, very windy, 60 the high, low of 42 tonight. Uh, on the sunny side tomorrow for Good Friday for a while with clouds in the afternoon, high 51. Over the weekend, some sun and clouds both days. Saturday's high 57 and Sunday for Easter up to 57. Back with Laura Ritchie in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 437, Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Chat with Laura Ritchie, author of the Easter storybook, 40 Bibles Showing Who Jesus Really Is. Is there a way, and people, you know, I'm not sure how fast people can get something delivered if they want to get a copy of the book and or if there's even a way to get the copy of the book physically yet. 
Is there a digital version in any way people can appreciate as much as it almost seems sacrilegious? They really need the physical copy in this case. <laughs> is that possible if they want to do, use it going into the weekend or is it something they can just they should just get and enjoy next week, week after, whenever it comes? Yeah, so we have a hardcover and we have an ebook version. I know that it's on Kindle at Amazon. They're all sold out. Unfortunately, that happened a few days ago and they're completely out of stock. Wow. And with everything going on, um, I don't think they have a way to get them for a couple of weeks. You know, I don't know that trucks are able to deliver stuff to the Amazon facility because they're focusing on essentials for people. But there are there are copies available through other retailers, so like Walmart and Target and Barnes and Noble and oh. Christian Book. There are other yeah other places you can get an actual physical copy, um, and then there are ebook options as well. Okay. Laura Ritchie is our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show. She's author of the Easter Storybook, 40 Bible Stories Showing Who Jesus Is. Maybe just close things out if we could for a moment, Laura, cycling back to the whole purpose of the Easter Storybook. When I was in college, I went to Penn State, and I had a roommate who used to um, listen to really hard, hard-edge music, and he'd chew and spit tobacco, and every now and again, he'd take his mm-hmm. headphones off, one headphone, and he'd, he'd say, hey, Tim, what about this? And I'd ask him very literally, and... One time, a good friend of mine came over and saw that I was kind of bothered. Like, my roommate's asking me all these questions, but he's just kind of all over the place. And my friend called me down and said, like, you don't have to defend God, first of all, so don't worry. And then mm-hmm. encourage the, the concept of who's, who is Jesus? Because if you get the answer to that question with whoever you're talking about, you're going to have – you can talk about all the other stuff. But you're going to have a lot better idea of where all the other conversations may go. If you actually just ask somebody simply, who do you think Jesus is and leave it at that and let them answer however they answer. Right. Right. So, I mean, to me, this book is so important because you're really zeroing in on perhaps the most important question a person could ever ask and and look for the answer to. Yes. Yes, I think so. You know, and Jesus um, actually asked his disciples that, you know, who do you say that I am? And, you know, Peter responded, you're the Messiah. And that's that's the rescuer that the Jewish people were hoping for for centuries. And that that's who Jesus is. He's he's the rescuer that that came to make everything, you know, us and the world and everything good, like it's supposed to be, like it was in the beginning, good and new. Hmm. Are you finding that your children are enjoying this book and uh, and and you can see little moments where where they're that the, the hope that you're having for them to to know who this Jesus is that, that that's coming through. Absolutely. They love this book. We, before Lent started, uh, we, you know, we got it a while ago and we were reading at least three stories every night because they each wanted to choose their own story for us to read. <laughs> yeah. So they, they love it. They, they love the stories and they, they love the illustrations as well. It's really fun to see them. And then we have great conversations from the question at the end. And it's just a really good way to kind of see into your, your kids' hearts and kind of understand their perspective a little bit better. Well, we're glad to, to make your acquaintance, Laura, and to be able to let the listeners know about it, because uh, I'll say this every now and again about the show. We don't want to do a show just to do a show, because that would be kind of pointless in the end. We're hope, hopeful that people listen in and they come away better for it. And so whenever I come across a book or something else that I believe could be of help to other people, it's like, let's just put a light on it, let people know about it, and, and then uh, Lord willing, that goes from there, and, and they're able to do that. So uh, thank you for taking time today. Uh, if I can ask one bonus question, to be not be remiss to ask um, 
you you're married, right? You have a husband who, you know, you have your family with there and how just, just because someone, it's someone like that, or sometimes it's the other way around. If I'm talking to a a musician, who's a guy, Hey, talk about your wife. Like, let's not leave the other person out of the picture because that whole thing, (laughs) that's how the whole thing comes together. You mentioned you're a nurse too. And so all that stuff, you know, coming together, what, how has that been for just the support and the insight or, or the role that he's been able to, to help you with as you put the Easter storybook together? Oh, I couldn't have done any of it without him. He he takes care of the kids whenever I have to come, you know, write in my computer or when I go to work. He's actually the one that takes care of them as well. Hmm. And we've just always managed to work out our schedules to where one of us is with the kids. And he, I, I literally could not have done any of any of this without him. He's awesome. <laughs> That's great to know. You and you mentioned you're a nurse. So I mean, are you actually serving as a nurse currently in the situation? I am. Like? Yes. How are yes, you doing? I work at a hospital. Things are crazy and a little scary. Um, they're not really bad here. I'm in Oklahoma, so they're not very bad at the hospital where I work okay. yet. Yeah. But we're kind of expecting things to get hard. So okay. it's it's a crazy time for sure. So people can pray for Laura in that regard too. That will will encourage yeah. people to do that, and and God give you the strength to take it a day at a time and bring hope to people too. I'm sure that's an interesting position you find yourself in, whether it's the coronavirus or something else to, in your job to bring yeah. hope to people. Yep. Yeah. Thank you so much, Laura. God bless you and enjoy your family. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Thank you so much for having me. Amen. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Me too. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Laura Ritchie, author of the Easter Storybook, 40 Bible Stories Showing Who Jesus Is. If you'd like to win a copy, send me a quick text, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, and we'll put you in the mix. Just put your first and last name in there, if you would, and the word Easter and then uh, we'll draw some winners off the text line. And one more time, 610-500-DOVE. First, last name in the word Easter. Quick break, and I'm going to play something pretty cool for you. On the other side, we're going to actually play an entire version of Over the Weekend. I'll get you more info on that in just a second on WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 445 of the Tim DeMoss Show. Tomorrow we have a special program, and I'll tell you about that at the end of this next thing I want to do for you, uh, because Saturday we have a special something also, and Sunday. Saturday specifically, there's a special called Heaven, How I Got Here. It's a radio special, a drama presented by Unlocking the Bible. It revolves around a fictional account of the thief on the cross in his own words as he looks back on the events of that day from the perspective of heaven written by author and Bible teacher and pastor Colin Smith. It's uh, voiced by someone you might have heard of, Stephen Baldwin, very well-known actor, brother Alec Baldwin, of course, been in a lot of movies too. The purpose of Heaven, How I Got Here is to creatively present, but uh, in no uncertain terms, that the central reality of the gospel is we're saved by grace through faith alone. Four to six is when you can catch that, Heaven, How I Got Here, this coming Saturday. I want to give you... Uh, just the opening part of that right here, and then we'll close things out on the back end. Check it out. Here's what you'll hear on Saturday, should you tune in. They would make an example of me and use my pain to stop any brave souls who might consider following my example in their tracks. As I considered the day that stretched in front of me, I determined to show no weakness. The Romans could break my body, but they could never break my spirit. 
I resolve to die in defiance. That's Stephen Baldwin, sponsored by Unlocking the Bible. Just the opening segment of Heaven, How I Got Here, a two-hour radio drama this coming Saturday, 4 to 6 in the afternoon on WFIL. There's a special block of programs Sunday afternoon, 3 to 5, featuring Adventures in Odyssey, presented by Focus on the Family. And tomorrow, a simple music soundtrack on this program, the entire show, painting a picture from Jesus' birth to crucifixion to resurrection. Tune in, be encouraged. God bless you. Have a good evening. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.